Ladies and gentlemen, it's your favorite guests, guest hosts, people, <laughs> Nathan Waters and Tristan. Tris. We are Future Balls. Yeah. Tristan. And we've got three T-Dogs. of them. Yeah. T-Dogs. They came out really quick. I didn't even hear the, I feel like that was not heard, the whole spinning of the bingo ball machine. No, I'll just have to imagine it. They will. Okay. First up, we have Gamification. I like that one. That's cool. And the second one is gamification and space exploration. <laughs> Hells yeah. How do we gamify getting to space? Wow. Wow, guys. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of already happened a little bit with the, the billionaire people trying to out. You Who know. has the bigger dick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... uh Yes, that's kind of a way of uh, gamifying it a little bit. How much money can you actually throw at the problem? It's a very basic, well, it's not really a microtransaction. It's just a, it's a mega transaction in getting to space. Who can actually spend the most? Pay to win to get to space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's tricky. Thinking. Well, because I guess if you start to think about getting normal people into space. Like if you actually want to explore space and do like kind of dumb random shit. So say like the James Webb telescope, right? That's just starting and just getting up there. It's only if you're, for good reason, but only if you're like, you know, a proper university or like a serious scientific institute that you can actually put a proposal forward to actually use the telescope to do something with it. But imagine if you kind of threw that over to a Twitch channel, like, you know, just someone random on YouTube. You're kind of a democratize this kind of wonder uh, okay. yeah um here we go <laughs> and you could actually kind of start doing some really interesting stuff that would grab people's attention like i don't know who's that really popular youtuber um who always uses money for lots of stuff like mr beast and it's like mr. Beast. I, yeah like, say mr. Beast, like i've pointed telescope. the james webb space telescope at my house and this is what i found <laughs> or, you know something really <laughs> dumb and silly like that well, that'd be cool. Like, like obviously now, the only reason that's the case now is because of the scarcity and the cost of it all. But like, mm-hmm. let's say the Starship um, uh, super heavy booster thing works out and then it's just like super cheap to launch giant mega telescopes into space. Then you could um, you could do that, but you could also launch like in one, in one Starship launch, you could probably do like, you know, a hundred really good quality satellite uh, telescopes. You just launch it at one go. Fuck yeah. Um, and then you could do stuff where it's like, oh, you know, now Mr. Beast just owns one of those telescopes. Maybe it cost a million dollars to put up, which is quite cheap for him. Hmm. And then he just like turns it into a Twitch stream where anyone can zoom in and, and just play with it. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How cool would that be? Like just uh, essentially like a, a, a big telescope just orbiting the Earth. It's, you know, like Twitch plays Pokemon, but it's a Twitch plays Hubble Space Telescope or something. <laughs> <laughs> People are just randomly staring at different things. And like, I guess you'd for some be- reason. Yeah. I'm imagining like the satellite has a laser on it. So it's like, where is the laser pointing? And you go and like, you follow someone with it and you point a laser at them. <laughs> like how you put a dot on someone's forehead and they don't know, but just whenever yeah. they turn around, there's this giant space, space little laser. <laughs> Stop it, guys. This is not cool. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if you could actually do any proper exploration with it. So... I feel like there's a lot of stuff there that's maybe not focused on because there's a, it's not serious enough. Like some, if you're doing just like kind of dumb stuff, like kind of, you know, the Hubble deep field was only picked up because the 
who was it, the guy in charge who could actually override and say, like, he gets executive control of the, the telescope for a certain amount of time and he pointed at a dark space. So maybe yeah. some more stuff like that could happen. Yeah, when when space becomes play, what what happens? Yeah, because yeah, it is it is very serious right now. It's yeah, <laughs> it's serious. getting to space and its satellites and its mm. orbital reconnaissance and maybe satellites for internet. Maybe it wouldn't uh, once you could actually get onto another planet or moon. So if you actually got onto the moon, with like some cool little buggies and shit, maybe once it's cheap enough to do that, say with like, you know, Starship or something, then people are going around like blowing up chunks of the moon, doing other kind of random shit, drawing <laughs> things. And maybe that could be a cool way to actually get people interested in space exploration because as they're dicking around up there, they find interesting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like say a little rover or something. Because I mean, you'd think it would get within... I, I, I don't know how, how expensive it would be to do all of that it feels like it'd be a lot but again if you crowdsourced it to mess around there could be some cool stuff happening there well i think it's getting he's trying to get it down to like a hundred dollars a kilo mm. i think so yeah so that's totally doable that's pretty cheap if it gets to that level well yeah like i, I haven't i don't watch mr beast or anything like that but it's always popping up in thumbnails youtube's always trying to recommend it and stuff but the yeah, amount of money, that, yeah, the amount of money that like they're doing with different stuff blows money on dumb shit. Yeah, I saw something like his his annual budget, something like sixty or seventy million dollars for his videos. Jesus Christ, yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I don't want to get rich. I just want to make cr- the best videos on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. But it's all clickbait for thirteen year olds, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone into the actual topic was gamification. And uh, we're going to let's just spend a whole bunch of money doing that, which kind of works. Maybe we should uh, get the third ball and see if that mixes it up. Yeah, because right. gamify in the sense of like leveling up, like I don't know. Yeah, leveling up your space exploration—you've got to explore something. I mean, there's all the cool stuff they've done where they try to like crowdfund, um, uh, identifying like exoplanets and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's kind of cool. Well, yeah, I guess that's a good thing with um with the James Webb Telescope um, going up, that the amount of data they're going to be getting, that actually if you open that up and gamified the analysis of all the data and all the exoplanets they're finding there, or when they find them. Yeah, that's a, that's a good approach. That's a really cool approach. Maybe you could say, look, you can name some of your planets after you if you reach a certain amount, after you've found a certain amount of um, <laughs> discoveries, yeah. rather than naming it like, you know, Exo 9 Polar B or something. Uh, it says planet fart. It'd be great. That would be pretty cool. If, like if you actually discovered an exoplanet, that would be amazing. And, and got to name it. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, totally play that game. I would analyze a shit ton of data. Go, and you'd have communities <laughs> doing it, right? Like, I remember one of the early days of Reddit where there were there was a whole thing to name the whales that were traveling around. This is like ten years ago. This is super super early Reddit. And like, you know, uh, a lot of the names were like Serenity and Harmony for all of them. And then uh, Reddit came together and they were like, no, we're going to name the whale Mr. Splashy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Everyone voted for it. They got the people who voted for like Harmony and stuff all upset. But the people with the whales, I thought it was a great idea because all these people actually started to care about following this whale around. And so now there's Mr. Splashy Pants going around. <laughs> and you'd have that with the exoplanets as well. It'd be cool. People would care. That's the best thing about gamification, right? It actually makes people care about it. I wonder if Musk could do that with Starlink then, because Starlink's going to mm. have like, yeah, you know, probably a hundred thousand satellites at some point. Yeah. That's pretty cool. If you could do something where it's like you get to 
I don't know, like how how do you, what's something beyond naming a satellite? Like rather than just being like, hey, that's my satellite. Look, <laughs> look I guess right that there. is yeah. Emotionally, that ties you to it. But like maybe there's something else where you can do. Um, you create an NFT of the satellites. Know. <laughs> and yeah, people are trading them all around. You can see what an NFT of a satellite is worth as people try to start accumulating them. You could have as their little picture, right, to represent of where their satellites are on the Earth at this current point. Say, so these ones are ours. <laughs> There's already like amazing maps. You can see the real-time location of them all. Hey, hells yeah. Yeah. So you could already just layer something on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the metaverse, right? People just start saying, oh, these, are, these are mine. You can't come here. I'm sure at some point Musk will like allow you to trade Doge on that network. Like it'll probably actually become like <laughs> he'll just like naturally like just make an announcement one day and just be like, oh yeah, by the way, this is like our new um, it's our new financial transaction system uh, up in the sky. Anyone can transact with anyone freely, zero costs. It's all using Doge behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah hell's yeah. It's Doge two point <laughs> Get your dog coins up here, buddy. Okay, let's add in the third ball. I third want a ball. Third ball. <gasps> UBI. Well, there we go. How do we have a universal basic income with gamification and space exploration? Hmm. Shit's getting tricky. How would um a, a UBI work with microtransactions and gamification and stuff? I feel like that would be... It's like a giant siphon. It's taking off a lot of people's money a lot of their assets to start with i guess if used in the wrong way it all becomes heavily 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 gamified but uh it's i guess what i'm saying is that the the amount of um ubi would be dependent on the level of games that they're playing like you know you've got rent paying this way but all the other microtransactions that you're paying everywhere else so you could actually if you could analyze that in real time you could work out exactly how much um, basic income they need at that point you know, the whole renting everything, right? Hmm, okay. So it's not can... really, it's like conditional UBI, conditional based on games. You must play the, <laughs> you must play the squid game to get through <laughs> to get your UBI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're actually participating in all of these different games around and you've got enough of, uh, uh, if you own enough planets up in the sky, that actually gives you an increase to your UBI, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've analyzed like enough data the, the from the hypercapitalist version. Yeah, the hypercapitalist <laughs> version of UBI. It's like it's UBI, but we expect you to still work. And, yeah, exactly. And buy things and own things and trade them. Oh, yeah, that's a dystopian way of doing the UBI. Holy crap! It's I kind of like the idea UBI. of um, like a, a big thing. I actually kind of like lean on this side now. Like, I think I think UBI will not be great for society because, like, yes, it, it provides you your Ideally, it should provide your basic living needs costs. Um, but people fucking need purpose. And like, if they don't have purpose, they kind of go mad. So you could maybe like combine gamification with UBI to help people find their purpose. Okay. Um, so you start with like really dumb little games, like little, little you, you know, little like tasks, like where it's fun, but like the, what it's actually doing is it's like this whole secret plan to kind of get people to find their, their purpose and their passion. Um, That's cool. It'd be interesting to analyze um, how schools do it and say universities, because, mm. uh, you know, when you get a degree, you're not just studying exactly what it is. You're doing the whole big breadth. So you can kind of see what you actually like. Same with like high school. 
remember doing yeah, like yeah. clay modeling and all of that. Like I've never really used it again, but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Because my big fear of the UBI is like, yeah, like of course, like some people will naturally be inclined to do useful things. Like na- naturally, they will become entrepreneurs, or they'll get into art, or they'll they'll create stuff, and they'll be functioning members of society. Mm. But I think uh, you, you're you're operating inside this ecosystem where the attention economy is fucking like massive at the moment, and that's our biggest pull on attention. And if you suddenly like, if you give people UBI, and therefore they have now an extra eight hours a day to apply their attention anywhere they want my fear is they're going to apply it to watching youtube watching netflix trying to become uh Mm. twitch stars trying to become tiktok stars like the 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 fame and and the allure of the attention economy will just lead people to want to become like imagine a scenario where like 80 percent of the 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 planet is just operating inside like this this vapid uh is that the word like attention Mm. economy where like nothing's really happening and it's just people like doing this like just talking to each other and like just trying to gain attention and play this this status game versus actually like doing stuff that's like useful to society and to making things progress i mean is that such a bad thing even if it's like 80 percent of people kind of just enjoying what they're doing i think nothing useful comes out of that if you just end up with like yes if you just end up with a, a pure hedonistic, like chasing attention, chasing status, a society based on that, like I think it will naturally crumble. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I guess if if you're looking at say societies like in a competition type of way, that it would be if they were moved onto more productive things, they would be able to produce more, actually do more for society, create a greater GDP. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, like a well-being index, so something like something I'd love to see is like um, everyone, you know, contributing to society, like contributing to the commons and doing something useful and and novel and pro- progressing things for like say maximum four hours a day, mm. and that could be like that could be still Monday to Friday, but like you know, so twenty hours a week basically, like contribute twenty hours a week to society to the commons. And then once you've once you've contributed your twenty hours a week, therefore you get your UBI. Yeah. Um, and then you can do whatever else you want after that. And obviously, you'd have like caveats for people who who can't contribute because of disabilities, or you know, if they want to take off, you know, a year to do something else, that is fine, so long as they come back and contribute. Like, it's, so it's a little bit conditional, but like it's conditional in a way where it's like you're not being. T- it's not like a job guarantee where it's being where it's being forced down your throat. It's you get to pick and choose which commons you want to work for, what problem you want to help solve, or you can create your own commons or you create your own goal. But it's it's kind of like a, a hedge against that issue of um, the attention economy winning mm. the attention. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I can see it getting... Um, I mean, there's a lot of dark parts that could go down with like, you know, people deciding what is purposeful and what's not and all of that shit. And, you know, it's really the individual that could decide what they actually find... Uh, purposeful or how they feel that they can help yeah. the community and stuff but and you ask most kids what do you want to be when you grow up and they say a youtube star mm. <laughs> yeah that's not except for in china where they say astronaut <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I, I guess what i keep on thinking about that is that you'd have enough people thinking oh no i actually want to do something that you'd it, it, maybe if you still kept on holding them up in culture, like you know the actual people making amazing things and doing amazing things, because like sure if you're just consuming a lot, 
that I mean that can be fun, but so many people want to do more than that. Maybe that's a, a naive view or a very utopitarian view, thinking that yeah, maybe a little oh, bit. People do want to do more. We, but you think about today, like, you no, know, who gets all the recognition in our society? It's not the scientists and the the creators and the artists. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, you know the famous people, famous sports stars, famous YouTubers, famous TikTokers. So you think you have the famous producers, like you know arguably one of the most famous people in the world is like Elon Musk right now. You think about him, he's actually producing and (laughs) doing things. Even his critics would argue that he's definitely doing things. I guess so. But he's always an outlier. Every time Elon Musk is mentioned, we have to just like, he's off the chart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Can't be included in the evidence. (laughs) I guess with like basic entertainment stuff, you've, yeah, they've got, it is vicious and like the whole point of those channels is to grab you and like you know it's all gamified as fuck like you know with the amount of views you're getting the amount of reactions you're getting to actually grab you and actually make you part of that system so yeah if you you think about like imagine if everyone on the planet suddenly had an extra eight hours free per day like 40 40 to 50 hours a week free Mm, who's going to get that attention first yeah true (laughs) straight into the facebook twitter instagram tiktok They'll they'll just be like fuck yeah, and an extra eight hours we can grab them. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> More fish. More fish. More fish in our barrel, and <laughs> we get the advertisers ready to grab them. Oh man. Yeah, that's depressing. Well, let's send them off in shuttles, and they can go explore space. Once they get far enough away from Earth, they can't actually be part of the hive mind, and and they have to go and explore space. So, what, what about like gamifying um, asteroid mining? Or gamifying, uh, like actual, like real physical space exploration, not just telescopes and stuff. Like actually sending out probes and having people. I guess the the issue is that the the timelines are so long. Yeah, <laughs> it's like five years to get anywhere, basically. Well, if you launched enough, system. though, it's kind of like a five year investment. But the same way as uh, you know, it takes a five year investment to create like a. a a scotch or something like whiskey you put it in a barrel and you wait so you just say you're launching <laughs> continuous probes at all of the planets around and then when it finally gets there oh cool you've got a stream of this many coming in and then you can say hey what are you going to do with this and... that's a cool idea <laughs> so you just always got probes heading out to every location constantly yeah yeah all the places <laughs> in the solar system i mean there's not that many there's I only a few places really the whiskey barrel analogy works so well <laughs> Because there's always whiskey available, and it's like, yeah. well, it's all just like it all just happens to be like five to ten years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly, they just planned it before, so we just start it now. And like you know, people get very excited by the time it actually reaches Pluto, because you know that whiskey's aged thirty years to get to Pluto. So. <laughs> <laughs> the first people to do that, and it would all um, be based around when the planets are actually getting close. So you'd get a whole big glut of them together. <laughs> So that could be cool. Or if you could have entire governance models as well around like what what should we do with this mm. this particular satellite? Like which like that's the same way you think about like when they control the Mars rovers, um, they have to like they have a whole team controlling it, and every single move is like calculated and simulated, and they have to yeah. decide what path they're going to take, and every move is like turn wheel thirty degrees right, yeah, and go forward ten centimeters. It's like, so slow. Yeah, but that'd be cool. Like, you'd have to do that because of the the communication delay. So, yeah, the the thing you mentioned before, like the, the Twitch plays human or Twitch plays whatever, Twitch plays Pokemon. Mm. Um, 
that would be an awesome model for controlling probes like far out into the universe not, not the universe the solar system because you'd have to like collectively decide like okay what do we do next and yeah. then you'd have to be like okay the the consensus is we turn the wheel right 50 degrees and then you send the command yeah it'd be freaking sweet and w- with what happened with the um the helicopter on mars i'm blanking on the name right now but um like just launching a whole fuck ton of them going down and around like you could do so much with that you're actually oh, going fast yeah, just constant. I mean, just constant um, rockets filled with like you know helicopters. We can pollute all of it. We will get all of Mars covered, all of Venus covered. We get Phobos, Deimos. I don't think there are any moons on Venus, but you know we'll get Mercury. And oh, on Mercury they could actually fly around on the dark side and not get incinerated on the light side. Great. You have to outrun <laughs> the sun. <laughs> I don't think it spins very fast. Uh, that'd be fun. That's gonna be cool. I'm really keen on like missions um, that are like that whole idea of um, life underneath the the ocean, the the frozen oh, the frozen surface of Europa, yeah, and a few other ones that are like that. Mm. Yeah, that God, that'd be cool. That would make. I don't know why we aren't just like trying to get a mission there like immediately. That'd I think cool. it's a lot of ice. Like, there's a it's a really, really large amount of ice. Yeah. <laughs> we just said to drill, nuke it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know there were plans for um, space propulsion using nukes. Yeah, it's <laughs> so cool. I love those uh, like the, the scientists in the '60s and stuff saying like, "How the? F- what else can we use nukes for? <laughs> <laughs> Nuke everything." '50s probably. Yeah. Cool. Oh, should we yeah, leave it there? Anything else? Yep. No, you can go in so many directions with these. I know. You just pick a direction and just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a good few uh, ideas there, though. Sweet. Awesome. Until next time. See ya. Bye-bye.